we are kicking off the month of November with Movember. We're calling it Movember for a reason. And the first thing that we're talking about in the month of Movember, men, money, and marriage. And, and this, this is Chick to Chick. Okay, we call ourselves Chick to Chick for a reason, because right. mostly we're talking about issues that are all about chicks, right? <laughs> so we decided to do something different. We've renamed the month of November and we're calling it Movember. This entire month, we're going to be talking about issues related to men, about men, anything that has to do with men. It's all about the guys during the month of Movember. Exactly. And something that we think is really important is that if you're in a marriage, how in the world do you talk about money? Now, some people really don't have an issue with it and they can collaborate and have discussions as partners, but oftentimes women do not feel heard when they talk about money or oftentimes men don't know how to talk about money with their significant other. Well, and money is such an important issue. It's actually the number one reason for divorce. Mm -hmm. So we're hoping to potentially save some marriages Absolutely. with this podcast. Absolutely. Maybe. Which brings us to our guest today. Patrick Hughes is a licensed professional counselor. Hi, Patrick. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about this. Money is such a big, big issue. How big of an issue is it in marriages or relationships or partnerships? It can be a, uh, one of the most important issues that people have to explore. Money is uh, about safety and, and um, what the potential of what a family can do. And so oftentimes there's pressures from uh, both parties about uh, how much money is being spent, how to uh, have enough money. And we have a, historically in our culture some real problems in terms of you know, the sort of shared responsibilities. So pressures in terms of finances can oftentimes lead to difficulties between uh, partners. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes there's like this off balance. Uh, maybe the the woman, the wife, is at home because she is going to be the stay at home parent, and the husband um, he is out and he is in the workforce and the quote breadwinner. And oftentimes that creates a little bit of a unequal situation, especially when it comes to money. How do men learn to have a discussion with their wives that is inclusion and money and not so much like I feel like sometimes it can be lopsided about the conversation. I think that's a um, a really great question because that lopsided uh, dynamic uh, can be present in a lot of other ways besides just finances. And the challenges are, of course, if those things are not being communicated in a really uh, collaborative way, strong feelings can be built up on either side of the equation. And that's uh, challenging because if emotions are being experienced, there's a real potential that they can come out in different ways. And so uh, the first thing that I would really encourage people if they're having difficulties with the finances is to really work on that communication to make sure that if these dynamics are happening that feel uncomfortable, there are ways and uh, methods of, of connecting about them. So you talked about this a little bit. You talked about money being control. Um, I think that sometimes the person who earns the money feels like they have the power in the relationship. And I've heard this from so many women mm -hmm. that their spouse or their partner or whomever has said to them, hey, it's my money. It's my money when, they, when the wife is not working. Should men ever say that to their wives <laughs> or significant others that it's my money? I feel like I know well, the answer. Well, in, in many ways, that, <laughs> I, I guess I wouldn't really encourage that kind of language. Uh, 
you know, when it comes to that level of power, there is a sense of possession in our, our culture. We have this sort of capitalist system where this idea is, is that money is property. When we're, we're working with a marriage, there is this idea that we're all doing things together. We're building a family together and trying to even out that balance is essential. And so means of doing that is there other avenues of power? Is, does that mean that the uh, children are the ownership of the mother if they're, if they're the primarily ones who are, are there or, or uh, disciplining or, or uh, navigating that time? The truth is, is that we do these things as a family unit for a reason. And so I think sometimes sharing a little bit about let's talk about the dynamic that's happening rather than navigating specifically what's going on with this with a, a general cost or something like that can be very important to, to set a, a tone where things feel more comfortable and grounded for the individuals. OK, so men sometimes don't really um know the the kindest ways the softest <laughs> ways maybe she's trying to be pc right yeah, now to, to to have that conversation <laughs> sometimes it can be perceived as condescending you know to the woman like she just doesn't get it and doesn't understand for the men that are listening because either they are listening to our podcast or their wives are like hey i have a great podcast she for you listen to this what advice do you want to give them so that maybe you know they just don't understand they really don't understand how to have that conversation with their significant other about money what's the advice you give them on how to open up the conversation well, first thing I'd say to them is their feelings are really important as well. Is that feeling of desiring, of controlling, or saying their their wife doesn't understand, or they feel like they're being pressured in a way that doesn't feel comfortable because they're working so hard to get that money? The first thing I'd say is that makes a lot of sense. But then I'd also go on to, there's a lot of strong feelings that are going on. And can they imagine feeling like their, their uh, presence is being controlled by someone else as well? And I think it's really important that everyone sort of sits down and talks a little bit about the different pressures they're experiencing. One of the problems is that oftentimes people are going from crisis to crisis if they're starting to experience some of these tensions, and they never get the time to really pause recognize, hey, we really are in this together and communicate. And so I would say to a man is, is that makes a lot of sense, but, but slow down a little bit and talk about what's really important to you. Maybe there is a sense of, hey, let's make sure that we can afford this new better house. Maybe we need to make sure we can afford the payments on the car, but we want to also make sure that we have a chance to navigate the, the feelings that the, another person can to feel controlled by, by their sense of safety and security, which is what money can unlock for us. Yeah, you're talking about communication. So this is a true story, and I want your opinion on how this person could have handled this better. True mm -hmm. story. So uh, man and wife, uh, the, the man's working, the wife does not work. She's out spending money. He gets very upset and says, I'm cutting you off. So he takes all of her credit cards, cuts them up, uh, limits her access to the bank accounts. She's upset. She goes and gets a job. She meets somebody at work, starts having an affair and divorces her husband. Now, this all started because he cut her off and sliced her credit cards and cut her off financially. And there she goes. And then she meets somebody else and they ended up getting divorced. What would have been a better way to handle that situation? 
Well, I would have suggested both individuals, first of all, get counseling at the very beginning of this process. If she is feeling as though she is not getting the money that she needs in order to have the lifestyle that she feels like is important to her, then she needs to really process that with someone because if she's doing that behind her husband's back, that can be really aggravating for an individual. And that uh, husband who's saying, I'm cutting you off, is ex exhibiting you know behaviors. Who wants to be married to that? There, there's no element of, of love or support there. He would probably need to get some support too, to deal with his anger and frustration of feeling as though they, they weren't having those kinds of connections of communication because there were strong feelings happening at the very beginning of this. And all that we saw with this back and forth and her meeting a new individual because she got that, that job is partially because they weren't really in a collaboration anymore. And that's the essential piece here is to find a way of communicating those strong feelings and needs with your partner, taking pragma pragmatic approach at what really is happening and finding a way that everyone can move to a sort of success based on shared goals. But he, I mean, should he have ever have taken the credit cards and cut them up or just like have a conversation with her? Well, it'd be much better to have a conversation, but it seems like they, they needed to have conversations a lot earlier than this as well, because I think if that if that dynamic is I'm cutting you off, that's patronizing. That's that is undercutting someone's power in a very profound way. And if those credit card, if he had the power to be able to limit those credit cards or destroy them, then it's not really a collaborative marriage in the first place. And so the, the real problem here is in the fact that neither party was really part of something where they felt like they could communicate with their partner. And of course, things fell apart because how does anyone live in a situation where they're feeling that disconnected from, from their life partner? Yeah, you know, one last question or comment slash question is, you know, very similar to women who I feel carry this burden of their children and raising their kids and doing everything right as a mom. Do you think some of this stems from men having a burden that they either place on themselves, maybe societally or their family growing up, that they carry the burden and almost like mm -hmm. a burden of the money and the finances. So they hold it real close to them. It's almost like protective. And so therefore they, they just don't know how to share the concept of it. Could that be part of it? Undoubtedly, what you've just said is one of the main reasons why um, finances become such a, a, a cause for divorce, is that the truth is, is that so many of us are acting out of how we've been taught, either from our family's uh, dynamics or the pressures of what's going on around us. And that oftentimes it's it can be really useful to figure out what do we really want versus what have we been told that we should want. And I think that there can sometimes be an opportunity to grow in some of these places. You know, we, we have this idea that people should be a certain way when they get mature enough to, to you know, grow up or, or, or become this way. But if there haven't been an avenue to explore that or to uh, make space for change, mistakes happen, difficulties exist. And those can be opportunities to do things better rather than feeling trapped in either old uh, narratives or patterns that we think are true when they may not be true for us specifically. So I think you're, you're absolutely right. That, that can be a major reason why um, people can be unreasonable about these things. And I really think just to end on this one final note, if you're dating and you plan to get married and you're having problems with money, you need to get this worked out first because oh, yeah. it ain't going to get better. It's no. only going to get worse. And I really think that young couples need to understand yeah. this. I think it's a good idea, too, to, to talk about what the financial responsibilities or have that have that conversation. It's really vital. Do they need to work it out before they say I do? Oh, absolutely. I think that in many ways, 
if you're if you're feeling that pressure, one of the major ways that people get themselves into trouble is by having such a big marriage that they're starting in debt. Uh And that pressure can be massive. You can go in with such joy and delight going into a marriage. It's finally happened. And yet, if you're already paying off those bills, um, you're you're putting yourself in a position where there's there's the first few years are going to be very stressful as those those things become a little bit more grounded. And uh, it, it would be great to consider well, let's figure out, are we are we getting married for the marriage or are we getting married for the wedding? And uh, if you're getting married for the marriage, maybe it makes more sense to do something that's well within the budget rather than doing something that's so extravagant that it may represent and become the happiness they're feeling, but may not represent the happiness they'd like in the future. Patrick, what a wonderful message Good and stuff. what a wonderful way to end this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. I love what he said. You know, are you focused on that day or are you focused on your life? Well, and that just points to are you focused on your family and the relationship you have with your spouse or are you focused on the money and control and other things? So, hey, either way, he brought great advice to the table about having a conversation. Communicate, put it down on paper and everybody then knows what's expected. All right. This was one a week, week one of Movember, and we have lots more topics to chirp about dealing with men this entire month. And so we will be back next week chirping about another male issue.